0: Hello and welcome to the Peaked Too Early Podcast, the show where another two white guys talk about football. I'm joined as I always will be by the ever wonderful Blake Munchell. Blake, I'm so excited for this, honestly. How are you doing?
1: I am good. I'm excited for if nothing else, getting an opportunity to talk to my very good friend Oscar once a week. So I'm looking yes. forward to It's been
0: we can't even say this has been a long time in 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 the what it, we can't even say this has been a long time coming because we decided to do this like last week. so yes,
2: yeah.
1: But if we're talking the first idea to yeah. have a podcast so there I've thought about starting a football podcast for years now.
0: I just listened to, I mean, I think I counted it the other day. I think I listened to like twelve of them. So I mean, I don't think that listening to podcasts will translate into me being a good podcast co-host but i guess it would be fun to try
1: yeah see all the podcasts i listen to especially the generic footballing ones the hosts are usually supporters of a big six team um mm. so it pretty much just turns into them like wanking each other off about how yeah well today
2: is. i
1: th- yeah
0: yeah Today, I think what we're going to do is do like a little bit of a get to know us ahead of Sunday's episode where I'm assuming we're going to recap the weekend. But I guess before we do that, do you have anything you want to say about this podcast, like the stuff we're going to talk about, what you want to get out of it? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I would just like a place to... Uh, rant about Steve Bruce and how he's ruining the football club that I love. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's all I'm trying to get out of it. A good place to rant. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Newcastle-like podcasts like uh, they're run by like English media and like no one loves Steve Bruce more than English media. So. That's very
0: true. You've um, jumped. You've jumped the gun, though, on our little um, order. Of
2: oh, I'm sorry.
0: Of things to talk about, because I think what we're first going to do is talk about why. No, I mean you're good. You've just, you've, you've revealed yourself as a Newcastle supporter too soon. But I mean, what we're going to talk about first is why we called this the people podcast, right? um, And you came up with a name, so I think you should take, you should definitely take that.
1: Well, so as much as I love Oscar, I'm a little bit of a, uh, like, dickhead. uh, (laughs) And a lot of my uh, jest with Oscar is me, like, pretty brutally making fun of him. (laughs) <laughs> so i think we were talking about uh like old wonder kids that like never panned out and then i made a joke about oscar yeah. because he has a little bit of a football history if you'd like to teach the elaborate
0: listeners. on that yeah, yeah Well, okay i mean football history that's that's putting it very kindly but i suppose what we were talking about was that between the ages of, let me get this right, like seven to twelve, I lived in Den Haag in the Netherlands, and you know because it's Europe, there's there's football clubs everywhere, obviously, and mm, I'd say like two months after I arrived in Den Haag, my parents put me in this local amateur club called VUC Thuk is how it's pronounced which obviously was hilarious to the seven-year-old me because it sounds like um and they were they were amateur club in the higher echelons of like non-meek dutch football i guess and blake and i were joking that um you know that's when i peaked i peaked at the age of eight um because that's the sort of like coolest highest level i've played at is um like a amateur football clubs academy I think I got to say I peaked in my debut training session where I didn't speak a word of Dutch, but scored like five goals in 10 minutes. And the coaches bumped me up three brackets and I was obviously terrible from then on. I had some highlights of my school team traveling around Europe,
1: but maybe that's for another time. But yeah, that's. So unlike Oscar, I never quite reached those heights. (laughs) Uh, My, if I had to describe my peak, uh, I was 13 years old. Uh, playing indoor soccer on the worst travel team in the state of Maryland. We had gone uh, (laughs) some like three years without winning a match, um, which was pretty poor, but it was the, between the fall and the spring season. uh, And then in the winter we would do uh, like futsal to keep fitness up. Um, And I had scored or not futsal, but the, indoor soccer where you're on a grass pitch but it's indoors yeah. uh, and there's like the walls around it and whatnot um and i had scored four goals and then promptly was wiped out by the goalkeeper and broke <sighs> uh, oh yeah
2: oh, uh, that's totally. I stopped
1: playing soccer uh, <laughs> until uh college um i uh had a couple of friends who had a team kind of as a joke Um, Called the Soviet Olympic champions, um, named after like the 1980s Olympic teams uh, from the USSR that were just like dominant because they were hyped up on PED. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I joined that soccer team. Uh, Oscar also joined it and then we turned it into a very, very good team uh, that I got to captain for. Uh, a few years and it was great. And then of course COVID came along and then I graduated and then COVID probably will not be over by the next season. So Oscar will probably graduate without yeah. playing another match for. Sad. I don't know how we're going to
0: continue the legacy, maybe through my younger brother, who's a freshman at Maryland. Yeah. Who knows? But Also
1: there's the the Sunday league team I play for, um, mm. which you've made a few appearances for as well. Yeah. Um, which I don't know, maybe I'm peaking now with. uh Maybe.
0: Or maybe the peak is yet to come. You never know. We're not too old. Yeah, is that um, guy that just signed for Newcastle off of the bicycle kick in the training session?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: we in, could be. We could be in, him.
1: In, you know. Also, I think uh, he's, mm. he's the. He was a trialist. He scored a bicycle kick. Uh, for Newcastle, uh, he's also like best friends with Alan Saint Maximon, mm. uh, and Newcastle promptly signed him to a deal. You um, know what.
0: This that that's a great segue into, you know, the question: Who do you support and why? You've already revealed Newcastle, and, and the, the question I think is why? Why Newcastle of all clubs? Why does an American from Maryland? It's a good Newcastle?
2: question. Why? Why does anyone support Newcastle?
1: <laughs> I think I just started. So, like, I think to describe why I'm a Newcastle fan, you would have to go back to how i became how i like really started getting into football in general mm. um, and it was definitely like the 2010 world cup um and like that ghana team that got eliminated in the either the quarter oh. um off the luis suarez handball
2: Uruguay, yeah.
1: Um, that bit like suli montari on that ghana team like yeah what a- he was uh, of course just unreal um and then also that 2010 World Cup, like watching DDA Drogba. Like, that was like the first player. Oh, yeah. I was like, I really, really, really enjoyed watching. Like, I loved watching him just like absolutely destroy defenders in the air. Uh, like, when he like written. Uh, I remember yeah. watching uh, the Champions League final, Chelsea versus Bayern, um, with mm. my uncle and my cousin, who are both Germans. Yeah, uh, they were supporting Bayern, and I was supporting Chelsea just because like, I like yeah. Drogba so much. Uh, and when yeah, he so scored, yeah. So, yeah, that's how I got into soccer. But then getting into Newcastle, um, other than Tiote, Czech Tiote playing on yeah. the same team as DDA Drogba uh, in that 2010 World Cup. Um, I'm not sure. I started, like, really following Premier League in, like, 2011 or so, um, which is when, like, Hatem Ben Arfa was playing for Newcastle, so, like, Um, I remember watching the Bolton goal and, like, um, the Bolton goal is where he picked it up um, probably 10 yards into our own half and then out-dribbled the entire Bolton team and, it was, like, this crazy, uh, like, solo goal. It was just yeah. absolutely beautiful. Um, and then when I, but, like, I still wouldn't really call myself, like, a Newcastle supporter. I just kind of, like, watched the Premier League, and yeah. I would watch matches, and, like, Newcastle would occasionally be on. Um, and they were a pretty exciting team. I remember, um, like, the Demba, Ba, Poppy Sise, like – partnership just them scoring some ridiculous goals um yeah and then uh like really really started supporting newcastle like being in forums and like listening to podcasts and like buying jerseys would be the season we got relegated Uh um with uh where rafa benitez came in and took over oh wow that's way more recent than i thought yeah that, that's when i was like a real real fan interesting uh, although i do remember pardue um headbutting david myler um in the yeah. match versus hull um, so yeah. it's sometime between the headbutt by pardue and the relegation um which i mean that's like a Eight month period, I think.
0: Wow. So interesting. Last five or six years, I guess. Yeah. For so, me, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Uh, just, I want to say this just because, like, being a Newcastle fan, I always have to rant about something. Yeah. Um, of course. So, Alan Pardew, decent coach, but if you keep him for longer than 18 months, he's going to ruin your team. We then went to John Carver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the wor- I think the only other management job he's had, other than Newcastle, was a team in Cyprus. And then he oh. left. Um, and that was when we beat West Ham on the final day. And Jonas Gutierrez, after recovering from testicular cancer, oh, yeah, had I the goal that. against West Ham to keep us up. I remember that. up. Next season, when Steve McLaren was our coach, yeah. uh, terrible. I hope I never have to see Steve McLaren's stupid face (laughs) Replaced by Rafa Benitez, had three great years under Rafa, and now we're at, you know, the Steve Bruce period. So, Jonas Gutierrez, scoring against West Ham. What got you into soccer?
0: Oh, that's a great segue. I mean, I feel like for me it's just so much more simple because it was by default. I had zero choice because um, it's a family thing. So. I mean, I'm not sure how far it goes back, but certainly my granddad on my dad's side, massive West Ham fan. And then obviously my dad, massive West Ham fan. And um, then it comes to me. And um, even though I grew up, uh, when I lived in England for a while, I was pretty close to Fulham, Craven Cottage, that's their stadium, right? Yeah, I was pretty close to there. But loyalty always remained with West Ham. And. that's pretty much it. I don't even have a seminal moment. It's literally just um that's what's always was was around. Although my I mean my dad didn't go so far as to put me in West Ham kits when I was a baby. But I've gotta say, I think that if I ever have children, they will be adorned in West Ham attire from as soon as they're wearing clothes, essentially. That's you know, the claret and blue, it runs through my
1: veins. Is your brother Theo also a West Ham fan?
0: Of course, yes. I mean, it, it was, it's funny because he really only got into football. So he's four years younger than me, but he only got into football when we moved to the States, funnily enough, in 2012.
2: Yeah, that's like um, the opposite. Yeah, yeah, the
0: yeah. And before that, he used to wind up my dad by saying he was a Chelsea fan, stuff like that. I mean, my cousins that uh, on my dad's side are Chelsea fans. And my uncle's a Tottenham fan. The other ones, are, no, they're both Tottenham fans. Yeah. So my dad really—he's the youngest of three—and he remained loyal to the to the right team. I would say, but you know, it's always a roller coaster um, supporting West Ham. I think my entire life, I've been um, taught to fear relegation and not much else. But oh well. Yeah. 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 I mean,
1: cheers. Pretty simple. Similar, yeah,
0: similar. I mean, I think we can bond over the sort of mutual um, sadness of supporting horribly run clubs. But there you go. All right, I will move on to the next question then. Now, yeah, we right. spent, yeah, we did, yeah. And that question is, I really like this question. It's, and let me know if you want me to go first because I've thought about these. It's if you had to describe yourself as a player, how would you describe yourself?
1: Yeah. Um, so I'd like you to go first, and after you go, I would like to describe you as a player. All right, then, because I've got I've got just the perfect...
0: Ma- oh, that's brilliant. All right, all right, fine. We'll keep this shorter, then. The perfect way to describe me as a player is good touch for a big man. Definitely. I think... So I'm 6'5", pushing 6'6", and he says as if it matters. And I would say that if the game is incredibly slow... I thrive because, you know, I, I think that not to toot my own horn, I've got a good touch and I like to look at the game around me and I can play a good pass. That's pretty much it. If the game is even has a little bit of tempo, it completely passes me by. So that's how I describe myself. But I'm very interested to hear how you describe me.
1: Yeah. I mean, so the first thing people would think looking at Oscar... Is that he's an aerial threat? <laughs> However, uh, <laughs> Oscar in the air is only winning a header by the ball hitting him in the head. Terrible, terrible, yeah, yeah. However, uh, for, kind of reminiscent of Andy Carroll with like the first touch for a big man. Um, <laughs> and I've always yeah. thought your best, your best, uh, like contribution to the team is when like a defender kind of half clears it half passes it to you you get an amazing like one of your four foot long legs on it (laughs) bring it down do two little like step overs and then turn around and then release the ball and then who knows how many goals we've scored that way um just like you not really hold I guess technically holding up the play for a, mm. a second. But for faster better, people. Yeah. Better behind the player. Also, uh, the number of times you've like murdered my hands or my chest uh, shooting on me, like <laughs> an unbelievable shot.
2: Um, That's very flattering.
1: So, um, Oscar and I play on, we've played on several teams together. Um, he is consistently the second best player on the pitch. Um, Actually, that's a little bit unfair. That's very flattering. No, I would disagree. No one will know what I'm talking about, but we've got a striker named Nick, who is hands down the best player I've ever shared a pitch with. He could could play on uh, that Baltimore Bayhawks team, I think, and not out of place, um, which is like our local... Semi-professional soccer team, I guess you'd call yeah, them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: they're good. They're really good. But he would play for them, definitely. Definitely. Um, and then the best outfield, the second best outfield player is always Oscar. So, um, such a filthy player. Mm. Dubious. And dubious, take that. Football, <laughs> Oscar and futsal, unstoppable. A god of a player. <laughs> um, and then to describe myself, uh, I am much shorter than Oscar. I am uh between five eleven and six feet. If you get me on a good day, I'm six feet tall. Get me on a bad day, I'm five eleven. Um my best uh characteristic is uh like leadership. Um I'm very true. not the most gifted player. Um you my preferred position is like that attacking midfielder. Um And, like, I've got a decent pass, decent dribbling, decent shooting, but I'm not great at anything. Um, because I do have a bit of pace. Um,
0: you're a jack of all trades, Blake.
1: Yeah. Um, and yes, usually I'm always, I think, the first guy to sacrifice myself and put myself out at left mid. Um, because no one ever wants to play left mid. So, uh, even though I like to play centrally, I always go out wide.
0: I mean, I think that you have the touch of. The the touch of the Pablo for now is around you, wow. but but faster, much because he is one of the slowest footballers I've ever seen in my entire life. I think you know, technically very good. Always grafting.
1: Oh, yeah! But I'm ball. always always down to fight the other team. It,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. a bit of a hothead. Bit of a shit house. It's all. It's, you know house. you want you want Blake on your team. That's for sure.
2: That oh, was yeah. very good.
0: I enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I don't even know this next, the, your answer to this next question.
2: My favorite?
0: Is, yeah. Who is your favorite Who's your ever favorite player? ever player? I don't even know this.
1: I don't Tell know You want me this. to go first. I mean, go ahead. I don't mind. Uh, so my favorite player ever, even though I never got to see him play, mm. except in his uh, a charity match I watched. Which might give you a hint at who this is, Um, but being a Newcastle fan, my favorite player ever Hmm, has to be Alan Shearer. Um, There's a great documentary, uh, yeah, about him, like coming to Newcastle and like kind of. It's like a 30-minute YouTube documentary on Alan Shearer, Um, and the first time I watched it, I cried. That is how much. Just what Alan Shearer means to Newcastle United. Typical Um, emotional Newcastle friend. If if you love Newcastle United and you don't cry watching that documentary, man,
2: what a player. Yeah. Good at everything. It's true. And he bounced back from an ACL injury in 92
0: at the beginning of his career.
1: Yeah. Scored 34 goals, 36 goals, got an ACL injury, came back, got 32 goals.
0: My favorite ever player—it's a toss-up. Look, from an aesthetic point of view, I just cannot ignore Thierry Henry. However, so many people say that. Yeah, Arsenal. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna bin it off. Here's what I'll say, and I'm putting it from the, from, from like, an era perspective, and also who I always pretended to be when I was a kid, and I think you'll possibly laugh at me, but it is. I'm going for Wayne Rooney. I think that Wayne Rooney between, you know, 06 to like 2012, 05 to 2012 was like the best player I've ever seen play football. He could just do everything. I loved him. I absolutely loved him. I think, I hate the word underrated, but people make fun of Wayne Rooney a lot. And I think that as a footballer, brilliant. Just a brilliant
1: Yeah. Player. So I'm going to go with that. Some about a stout, angry, yeah. mud-faced, yeah. yeah. bastard of a soccer player. But
0: just oh just technically, just just a peach of a player.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: it, it just he doesn't look it, does he? But I mean, he is or he was he's still knocking about for Derby County, obviously. But.
1: so we'll actually uh, come back to this. So come far, so Wayne strong. Rooney, brilliant job. We'll come back to the Wayne Rooney comment
0: okay okay okay
1: so uh moving on who's yeah. your favorite current player i'm sure there's not many in that west ham team that you oh had. no definitely not definitely not
0: but my favorite current player
1: and this is maybe a slightly audacious
0: but i you know it already it's son min i don't i don't see who else you can have i love him he's the most graceful footballer out there
1: yeah we'll come back to that too yeah
0: and i also I want to shout name. out i want to shout out vivian media too, because she is. Like a mix between Marco van Basten and I don't know Dennis Bergkamp, and it's it's brilliant. I love watching her play. What about you? Who's your favorite current player?
1: Uh, So I'll start with. uh, I think she pronounces her first name Imogen, like the Irish Imogen. Longcake plays for Newcastle Women's team. Uh, Just a horrendous team. Uh, (laughs) They're so bad. they, like, really only very recently got adequate funding. Um, so they were basically, like, a non-professional side until yeah. pretty recently. Um, but, one, she has the coolest name out there. And every time I've watched the highlights from the women's team, she's, like, absolutely bossing it. Um, yeah. So, I've never heard of her. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, she plays for Newcastle Women's, so yeah. I think, Bottom of the women's second tier, um, so not great. Um, chronically but chronically underfunded. I don't know any other women's teams um, because I'm a proper football supporter and I only watch Newcastle. So like, bad take. If I'm going to invest in women's football, I'm only going to watch Newcastle women.
0: Um, I love the WSL this season. I mean, especially seeing as all those American players have come
1: over, it's brilliant. Yeah. It probably is. We're probably approaching a golden era of women's soccer.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's what, if you you sort of get plugged into, like, all the chat around women's football right now, it's certainly, like, off the back of the World Cup, um, it's certainly, like, teams are waking up to, I mean, I guess from a cynical point of view, what it would do from a PR, like, standpoint, but also, you know, like, what it would do monetarily, which I suppose, I mean, it's good if it grows the women's game, even though it's, it's a little bit sort of fake, I guess, yeah. but it's exciting. It's certainly exciting. I mean, if we can get a bunch of like Leon's out there,
1: who wouldn't want to want. Yeah. Very classy team, Leon. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and then uh, for uh, men's soccer, uh, I actually really thought about this one. Um, like my heart all right, my head wants to say uh, Alan Saint-Maximon um, just because yeah. he's the most entertaining player I've ever watched. I think he's more entertaining than Hatem Ben Arfa. Um, he doesn't oh, quite wow. have the same stats as Ben Arfa had, but I think he's more fun to watch yeah. um, and less of a headache off the pitch because Alan is a saint, literally, saint. <laughs> Maximan, yeah. um, off the pitch, he's such a good guy. Um, He's so cool and so humble, so, like, it's really hard not to love him. I love him. But I will say my favorite current player is uh, Miguel Almiron. Wow. Uh, Yeah, another dude just, like, off the pitch. You could not ask for, like, a better person to represent your team. Um, And it's kind of sad because it kind of looks like Miguel Almiron might not have a guaranteed place. Wow, so, which really really hurts me. Yeah. It I don't want to like overreact and Steve Bruce says, like, How can you drop I mean with a guy who's he's in such great form and yada yada yada? Um, but then he continues to drop him for every match. So That's true. Um But I mean, how can you hate Miggy? He's got those smiles. Yeah, great you you um, and a really fun player to watch even though he's like only started scoring pretty recently, um, but mm-hmm. his form—he's he's in great form. He just—he's for some yeah. reason not playing. Um. All right. So yeah. Next section. Yeah. Least Who's
0: favorite there? player. I I I had to think about this for a second, and then it all came rushing to me.
2: Yeah, I did.
0: My least favorite player. I harbor a hatred for Lewis Dunk, who. Oh, centre-back for Brighton.
2: I See, don't
1: know
0: why. This, guys know.
1: Against my, uh, this is where you and I butt heads where I say Lewis Dunk should start for the England national team. <laughs> um,
2: I'm not saying
1: that he's not a good player.
0: I'm saying I just hate him. Joe Gomez is a it's fraud. It's like an irrational hatred. I think it stems from this match that he played. Oh my God, yeah, no, we definitely disagree. But I think it stems from this match okay, but- that he played against West Ham where he just threw himself on the ground all, all the time, elbows everywhere, complained to the ref. I've hated him. In yeah.
1: Harry Maguire is a fraud. Joe Gomez is a fraud. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the English national team, ASAP. Sardom next oh, to James Tarkovsky, uh, and you're set. That is a Euros winning side. I highly doubt that, but all right. Okay. Right, so my least favourite player... Uh, you know I hate a lot of players, and I hate a lot of teams. Um, you do. And, you I mean everything. I like everything. Frank Lampard. Uh, but he's not currently a player. And I was considering saying Steve Bruce, because not only did he oh, play so for, for uh, Wank U, yeah, <laughs> wow. also is ruining the team I love. Um, oh. But he's not a current player. So I will say... Hyung min Son is one of my least favorite players. because he's oh, so just a the stupidest dirty thing of all time. Why?
2: He I is so third.
1: good, Blake. He is a very talented player, but I hate him. Oh, I actually is, ignore that. he's min Son is my third least favorite. Oh, Second, Be serious. Jordan Henderson, number one, Jordan Pickford. Um, I can take Pickford. So the only thing that would make me hesitate about Jordan Pickford is he's guaranteed every time Everton pl- play Newcastle, Jordan Pickford's going to fuck up.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: he's fucked up so many times against Newcastle because every time pre-match, he's trying to wind up the crowd, like wind up the Geordies, like, dude, yeah, I'm a mockum. Uh like yada, yada, yada. And then he always like, you know... Saves st- is standing up against the back of his net. It's true, he's, he's got, got a, d- a touch better.
0: of the Joe Harts around him.
1: Yeah, Apparently. he led in a 94th and a 97th minute against uh, the shittest Newcastle team. To <laughs> um,
2: so
1: there you go, Jordan Pickford, uh, dirty I'm monkey. Like Out, uh, so there you go. Best play you've
0: ever watched live. This is half of me. I had. Have- I haven't watched many players live. I've not
1: watched much live football, actually. The answer to one of your questions, Wayne Rooney, when he was playing with DC Mm. United, I got to see him play.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sad I haven't watched more live football, to be honest. So, I mean, the only – I've actually seen Son play live in the 2012 Olympics.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Were you living in London at the time? I was living in, uh,
0: uh, no, not sorry. Not the 2012 Olympics. It was, um, it was right before it was a friendly, um, before that, because he, he missed it out on the Olympics. Um,
2: but so who, who are the teams playing? It was,
0: oh, you're testing my memory. there. South Korea versus Ghana, something like that. You might've seen Suleen Montari. Possibly. Um I think I'm, yeah, I mean this is really exposing how little football I've I've watched live because I can't even remember when I watched this match. But yeah, that's that's who I've watched live.
1: Yeah. Um I mean I've watched for like Maryland men's soccer, like I guess Donovan Pines is our best uh <laughs> best product. And I've watched him live for both DC yeah, and we, Maryland. So. We missed out on Zach Stefan, didn't we? He was yeah. he was before our time and he's not
0: Turp, a great oh but yeah but he's made it though
1: I mean come on yeah sure I mean he's getting paid 75 grand a week to uh actually he's out on loan right
0: no no he's um he's on the he's the he's he's uh City's backup now he's playing in the cup
1: interesting
0: yeah yeah he's playing in the cup so I mean he's involved
1: yeah interesting
0: all right this one I'm excited for
1: I mean i is... heard a few of mine
0: so. yeah the spiciest hot take or okay that's that's a lot a spicy hot take that you stand by and where i think i think i've got a great one
1: what did you say you want me to start well i want to say where do you want me to start
0: uh,
1: <sighs> yeah no. here, you go first and then all right then
0: my
2: spicy hot take and i think it's very relevant for right now is that people are over-hyping and
0: over-romanticizing Mikael Antonio. Oof. Yeah, I know, I know. Listen, I love oh, Antonio. I love him. I love him. He is pro- he's our best player right now, for sure. Brilliant player. Unplayable on his day. I mean, he just pulls his way through the the opposition team. They're terrified of him. And he's he's smart too. He can make good movements and he can score a good goal. But as I said to you, A couple of weeks ago over text no nobody can watch michael antonio for as long as i have and think that he is as good as scoring what his current rate is like 11 and 12 because he isn't he is not he is on his day one of the most frustrating players i've ever seen play and i i will stick by that until the day i die or however i i do love the man because he's brilliant
1: yeah, so you know it's a hot take when I don't agree with it.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: I, If Newcastle had Mikel Antonio, we'd be such a good team.
0: Listen, we he is brilliant. He's brilliant. But the
1: way that the English
0: media is talking about him, it's like he's, I don't know, he, it's like he's the best striker in the Premier League. And it's not true. It's just not true.
1: Do you think he at least deserves to play in the Euros?
0: I think he, on current form, I think actually, yeah, I'd, I'd be so happy if he went to the Euros because I think he deserves a chance. And I think, I mean, he just gives, he gives any team something different. He he could walk into any team in the Premier League and give them such a potent attacking threat on his day. Um, it just depends. It really does. Because for the majority of last season, he was absolutely dreadful. And then he set himself on fire after the restart. And it's brilliant to watch, got to say. Interesting.
1: So my hot take would probably be, like, one that I'll die on. (laughs) Other than, like, James Tarkovsky, like, should start every match for England. Mm. I mean, okay, so I've got a few. So this season uh everton will finish eighth or lower uh okay aston villa will finish eighth or lower as well
2: oh yeah that's what a hot
1: take yeah um hyungmin son is the a top three dirtiest player in the premier league
2: (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) Uh, you can't deny that that's not even a hot take
2: uh
0: yeah I wouldn't classify
1: it as a hot take
0: but I think you can do better than this. You you come out with just the worst hot takes ever. So drop me something. I'm trying to think. It's hard when you put me on the spot to think. That's true. What. I mean you're going to come up with plenty of them over the next x amount of
1: episodes that we do. Yeah.
2: So I wouldn't I mean, even worry about it.
1: This will be an ongoing yeah, this segment is just like my hot takes of the pod. Um, <laughs> it's guaranteed to be one A recording oh easily easily okay so uh that is just kind of the get to know us segment of uh, Mm -hmm. this episode zero podcast Um, this next bit is a uh like a quarterly segment for a season meaning we'll probably go over this four times once at the beginning of a season uh like right in, and then right now and then like at the midway point and then at yeah. the end of the season of
0: a christmas of a christmas will go over again. yeah
1: so this is uh a few weeks ago we predicted where we thought teams would end up this season plus a few a few other little things yeah um, and I also have the table pulled up next to Oh, so day. do I. And it is, I mean, it's just,
0: oh, our predictions. I mean, my predictions are properly dreadful
1: right now. You're okay, I would say. Okay, so uh, let's start this off uh, in, with the relegation zone working okay. bottom up. Uh, so I predicted the bottom three will end West Brom in 20th, Aston Villa in 19th. And Fulham in 18, which the Aston Villa one is looking a little... Uh, yeah.
0: No, they're not going to get relegated. But to be fair to us, we did these before they signed a bunch of players.
1: I still didn't think, even after they signed like uh, Martinez. Um... After they signed Martinez, I thought they would be safe. I, I still thought they I hate Aston Villa. So
0: I've got Fulham, West Brom and Aston Villa twen- from 20th to 18th in that order.
1: Yeah. So
2: um, same teams, different
0: yeah. order. Yeah. Same teams, different order. Villa is a bad shout. Fulham are one of the worst teams I've ever. Seen. I hate Fulham. um They are so bad. They're a waste of space Where, in the didn't, didn't you tell me off? No, no. Or- listen, I did tell you off. I did tell yeah. you off saying. But you harbour like an irrational hatred of Fulham. I'm saying that Fulham are literally a waste of space in the Premier League. I don't hate the club. I just uh, I I hate them in the Premier League. They're waste because they're terrible.
1: Yeah, I, I hate Fulham because I hate every team that comes up and spends $150 million gotcha. and and ends up getting relegated.
2: Exactly.
1: All right. Okay, so how that compares, like, yeah, Fulham's down there, West Brom's down there. We both kind of whiffed on the... the ass- on the Villa front, yeah. We're currently in fourth, uh, which <laughs> nosebleeds up there. Just yeah. wait till they play Newcastle. Uh, they'll get knocked off their peg a little bit. Um. Um, sure. Then, kind of the relegation candidates, seventeenth through fourteenth, mm. I have working up from seventeenth: Brighton, Leeds, Sheffield United, and West Ham. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty proud about putting Sheffield United so yeah, low. That that was a great shout, Sheffield great- United. Currently sit in 19th on one point. Same points as Fulham and Burnley. Yeah. Burnley, I
0: think they're looking in real trouble. Yeah. And so, I mean, nice where will we going? 17th to 14th? Yeah, so mm-hmm. in that order, I have Newcastle sitting just above the relegation zone. Leeds, just like you. Crystal Palace and Burnley. Burnley in 14th. So that's a good call for uh, Burnley for you. I think they'll actually get relegated this season. But that's a conversation for another time, I reckon.
1: Yeah. So I actually Brighton, I have in seventeenth, and mm. right now they're sixteenth. Mm, um, yeah, that's pretty good. I think they'll improve, though. I think they're just too, they're too well run. So and then Leeds and West Ham have both looked fine. So I doubt they're yeah. going to finish that low. Leeds, Leeds
0: I mean, Leeds are what? They're like up right up there. Leeds are going to finish up high. I mean, I think they'll they'll definitely taper off um, at the end of the season, like with sort of. The usual Bielsa flair, but I mean they're just so scintillating right now, aren't they?
1: Yes, I agree. I hate Leeds, but <laughs> damn good team right now. Next, um, thir-
0: what thirteenth to tenth? Do you want to do? Yeah. All right.
1: Um, so I might be whizzing through this, but no, 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 no. It's fine. You can you can go first.
0: All right. I have West Ham thirteenth, Brighton twelfth, Sheffield United eleventh, and Southampton tenth. I don't know. I feel like I'm not. I'm not terribly dissatisfied with those predictions. I think Sheffield United have the capacity to improve. Whether they will is a different question. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with that. West Ham. I would love to see them finish higher. I'm, but I'm obviously absolutely not confident for that. So,
2: yeah, it's
1: solid. We both put our respective teams at thirteenth, but I put your team at fourteenth. And I'm you good. put mine at seventeenth. Yeah, hard really for successful. me. But now all the uh, advanced metrics and whatnot say we'll finish either sixteenth or seventeenth. Like all the the bookies' odds are like Newcastle will finish sixteenth, uh, mm-hmm. like five thirty eight. Like uh, all those guys say sixteenth or seventeenth for Newcastle. So maybe mm-hmm. a good prediction from you. Um, so cool. my thirteenth, working upwards, is thirteen Newcastle United uh come on. Come on the lads. Uh, <laughs> then Southampton in twelfth, Everton in 11th which is where I think they will finish. Yeah. Uh and then Burnley in tenth, which is a bad call by me. But I It happens. My my headset or my heart says that Burnley usually goes they start out well fall yeah. well off like Palace. But I don't know. Maybe they're gonna pull a Newcastle and start off. You never
0: know. I mean, you can't write
1: off Sean Dyche.
0: You just can't write him off. Yeah.
1: Plus, like Ashley Barnes and like those fuckers always find a way to score. So yeah. Like they've got five strikers who all have ten goals in them, uh, and that's what will keep them up. Yeah. Like Chris Wood is, if New I would. I love Chris Wood. Yeah, I would do dirty things to have. So, Great um, play. Yeah. But I just I love that like like six three huge built striker who can create yeah. for himself. Like yeah. kind of what we were hoping Joe Linton would be. But maybe he's still well. Who knows? Maybe. He needs a little bit of time. So where are we? We went 13th to 10th. So now the challenging for Europe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so what's this called? The Everton Cup. Yeah.
0: Isn't uh, the Everton Cup? Seventh. I think seventh is the Everton Cup.
2: Ah. Oh well.
0: I have I have tenth Southampton, I think I said. Ninth mm-hmm. Everton. Eighth Wolves. And in in seventh I've got Leicester. Yeah. I mean I honestly don't know what's a I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe if it's a bit of a hot take. I don't like predictions this early in the season. I don't think the table, the Premier League table, should
1: even exist until Christmas. It's mm-hmm. just there's no point. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but I think you honestly did an okay job. I think yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I would all really, yeah. I would not be surprised at all if your 7th through ninth, being Leicester, Wolves, Everton finish exactly that way.
0: That be that would be very fun, if it did.
1: Mine is uh, seventh Wolves, eighth Crystal Palace, and ninth Arsenal, um, which I'm pretty happy with too. I think that's a pretty. I know you're you're pretty bullish on Arsenal. And, uh,
0: yeah, I should. I've got Arsenal just embarrassingly high, and uh, bar some crazy turnaround. I was rude by Mikhail Arteta. I've got to say.
1: Yeah, Arsenal, eight goals, four, seven against. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Why don't we do um why Arsenal, we do- as a club are past their time. They're gonna need some serious, they need to like burn it all oh, down. It's
0: just I mean, we've already been nattering on for like over an hour. We've gotta we've gotta we've gotta say that for another yeah, day, sure. I reckon. Yep. But it's definitely a conversation to have.
1: Okay. Why don't we do
0: um why do we do I wanna do well we I wanna do sixth. To third, and then leave our top two for last.
1: Okay, go ahead. So sixth, I have Leicester, which pretty good. Pretty good. I'm pretty happy about that. Fifth, I have Manchester United. Unhappy about that. They look awful. Here, no no nah. I'm not gonna let you. We'll see. We'll off. see. I sort of disagree. Um, <laughs> fourth, I have Spurs, which like it killed me to put Spurs that high. Uh. And then third, I have it killed me even more. Uh, Chelsea yeah. putting Chelsea that high, yeah. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just it's hard. It's hard. I think this, I think uh, I'll, I'll say mine. I've got Chelsea in sixth, which I'm pretty happy with. I think Chelsea will massively underperform this season because I don't think Frank Lampard's anywhere near good enough to coach this team. Um, Tottenham in fifth looks like a bad shout because. Even though Mourinho is a bit of a clown, it just—I mean—the depth in that squad is just ridiculous. So I think he'll get them over the line into the top four. Man United in fourth is a bit of a spicy prediction, but it's nowhere near as bad as Arsenal in third. Arsenal in third is looking like a terrible prediction. And like I just said, I was wooed by McAr.
1: Yeah. If we put money on this, I'd be pretty so happy because I love him. You put Arsenal and
0: I think he is building something i think he is building something yeah, despite the fact that the owners are questionable best useless at worst um but third is that's too that's too high
1: yeah i mean i agree your third yeah. and fourth yeah. are shambolic
2: <laughs>
1: yeah it is bad it's bad, it's bad. uh okay. so we have the same answers for two and one so do you just want to do them
0: Yeah, all right. We've got for for second and first, and I think these are actually bad takes. I agree. Second, we've both got Liverpool. And then first, we've got, of course, the City. And um, bad prediction. Bad prediction. Um, City look dreadful sometimes this season. They look out out of sorts entirely. Yeah, they look sick of Pep. They look sick of Pep, don't they? And um, and they look like they've run out of ideas. Uh, Sorry, out of ideas. Um, you're just boring
1: so definitely not going to win the league yeah they're not the usually so i pretty pretty much stand by i only watch newcastle and whoever newcastle is playing like i do not enjoy watching other teams play um yeah
0: we're very different in that sense because i watch uh, i watch everything i can
1: but i am very much a newcastle how did we say this i was a newcastle fan mm. I'm a, a football fan. The um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Am I a supporter, not a fan? One of the two. I'm. I'm very much like it's Newcastle versus everyone. Like I want to see everyone above us and below us lose every week. <laughs> um, tons of red cards and suspensions. Um, <laughs> like everyone plummets down the table um, to join us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm less tribalistic than that. I reckon.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I would say you're more of a football fan than I am. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's great. Man City's not not
2: going to no. win. I don't. Think I mean, I'm, look. I don't. I think
0: it's impossible to predict. It just really is
2: because definitely.
0: you just don't know. But I think Man City. I would definitely, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I I definitely would bet against them.
1: I would bet against them. I'm not a betting man as well. I'm super stingy. So, Yeah.
2: Good
1: All right. All right. So with that being said, that is pretty much yeah. it. I reckon it is. This episode. Um, but just, yeah, just to give you a uh, preview of what a normal episode would look like because this is not a normal episode um mm. which this is disclaimer our first time recording yeah in um, case you didn't know already <laughs> ever well who knows how how noticeable it is maybe we're just naturals at it like, uh, yeah yeah um so uh we will start every episode uh with a little like your typical administrative stuff yada yada um any little tidbits and stuff um, then we're gonna go into uh, a review and recap and discussion of the matches that have already happened, um, which we will be recording these Sunday night, which means uh, there will be ten matches to discuss usually um, and two the Monday night fixtures um, will be left out. Um, just there's no good way to do it. Um, Oscar and I are both in school um, so the best way to do it is like Sunday night after dinner, we'll record and talk about results and our opinions. And that's where you'll hear most of my hot takes.
2: Yeah. They're um, definitely coming.
1: Yeah, exactly. Be prepared. Oh. Uh, and then uh, we'll go into news, um, which is like, gives us a little chance at doing a more world soccer yeah. uh, perspective. Um, we'll talk about like every league, like, the top news from each league. It won't just be Premier League. Um, And whenever there's a, uh, like a Champions League, um, not group stage, because no one gives a shit about group stage, but like knockout rounds, especially we'll talk about um, for both Europa and Champions League. Um, And then we'll predict the following match day. um, And I'll be keeping track of our predictions. um, And so we'll see who has like, oh, wow, um, my predictions tend to be a little uh, off hinge. So, like, I'll probably <laughs> predict Newcastle wins every match 3 0. And um, I'll probably predict that West Ham lose every
0: match 3 yeah, so, no, like,
1: 0. I'm joking. I'm super, I'm super pessimistic about Newcastle. Like, I don't think Steve Bruce is going to win many games this year. Um, we'll see. And then we'll do uh, some questions at the end. Um, It's tentatively called five questions. Um, I'm not sure if Oscar wants to ask me five questions, but I will prepare five questions for him every week. Um, And it's, there's kind of like five categories Um, you'll see in the next episode, how it works out. And I want to quickly end this episode, Mm -hmm. episode zero of the peaked too early podcast with, one question oh that's and it is in theme with peaking too early wow and well, so nice. how this will work this will be a repeating segment i will ask oscar of a player who peaked very early in their career who were touted as a young well, a wonder kid and never went anywhere hmm. uh And I'm going to see how much football knowledge you have and see if you can tell me where they are today. Oh, no. The first player of this podcast, of peaked Too Early, he was a Manchester United academy and for five years played for them. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to lead Manchester United but instead, all he's known for is his brother, Michael, playing for Everton. I'm of oh, course uh, no Will he? Wigan. Yes, he is oh. at Wigan Athletic. And now, the most interesting thing about his career, he's played for some big teams. Manchester United, we know about. He has a uh, Hull City, QPR. Uh, Ipswich and Wigan, who at one point were all great teams of English football. True, true. However, not so great is Will Keane. Can you tell me the most amount of league goals Will Keane has ever scored at any level?
2: Um, he was. Oh, I'll go like
1: four for Ipswich Town. He has scored. Three goals is his season high. He's done it three times Sheffield Wednesday on loan, Ipswich Town oh on loan, and then Ipswich Town permanent. That depresses me. And that is where Will Keane is. Most famous for having a brother who's a terrible centre back for,
0: <laughs>
1: for Everton. So. Poor Will Keane. Maybe England's third best centre back. Oh, Connor Cody. He's got to be up there. Yeah, sure. I rate Connor
0: Cody. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I like that. We should make that a, a weekly thing.
1: There you go. Yeah, I, I already planned on it, so... Brilliant.
0: All right, then. Are we? Is that a wrap break for episode zero of the Peak Too Early Banco? Yes, it is. I'm pretty happy. I'm I'm very happy, too. This was brilliant fun. I can't wait to do this every week with you.
1: Yep. And yeah. I, we already have at least one listener, so shout out my girlfriend. Oh, so- uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Je- we already have
0: what one follower on Twitter. That's that's Jenny, my oh, girlfriend. Nice. So shout out, thanks, Jenny.
1: Yeah, we also have myself, so I follow. So, them. Of course. All right, do you have any any yeah. closing? Points?
0: Well, I, I don't know. I suppose we should say follow um, follow us on Twitter,
2: right?
1: Yeah. At, uh, the number two early pod. Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Bmunch. You can follow Oscar at Oof, uh, U H S C U R. No, O H S C U C U H. Oscar.
0: It's you know, it's it's my hilarious joke about the way that Americans pronounce my name, which is very like Oscar, and the way that you're meant to pronounce my name, which is Oscar. Um, so it's it's my, you know, my trying to get my American yes, so friends to
1: pronounce my name. to follow Oscar, or or send us an email
0: Uh, um, at peaktoearlypod at gmail.com
2: yeah
1: for for now until we have like millions of listeners we will answer every question so (laughs) some incentivization to hit us up exactly
0: all right then thank you very
2: much yeah thank you i look forward to sunday yeah how are the Lens. bye-bye